Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. It's been a minute, but we're back. I feel like I've been saying that every recording since maybe April, but I feel like life has genuinely taken off in the best way. And I find myself busier than normal and I just got to get better about my schedule. That is just what it is. Uh, I used to have a lot more free time, more time to devote to the podcast. And I really miss this. Uh, Exciting things are happening, but at the same time as the exciting things are happening, you feel like you're juggling more. You've got the same size plate, but more is going on that plate. So you have to be really mindful about your energy. So that's something that I'm focusing on as we head into the end of the year and want to set better goals and boundaries and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today and today's episode boundaries just a little bit or a lot of it but y'all know how I feel about goal setting intention setting I genuinely believe that it's not something you have to wait until January 1st to do so I'm as I'm thinking about my Q1 goals I'm thinking about my Q4 goals as well and not waiting until New Year to get something started and figure it out so I encourage you to do the same. So how you been? What's going on? What's going on? If you follow me on Instagram, the Sasha Whitney, you know, exciting things are going on in my corner. My uh, picture, my ambassador photo is up at Lululemon Clarendon. Really excited about it. It still feels like very surreal, a dream come true. People like get to the store and like tag me in pictures and like send them to me. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. It's still very humbled and it's very surreal, but very excited. So let's get into today's episode. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about standards, boundaries, and expectations. So something that one of my sisters used to say, I have four sisters, two brothers, and something that one of my sister sisters, Laura, she says this a lot, is if you never expect anything from anyone, you will never be disappointed. And today we're going to talk about, is that right or wrong? And not necessarily right or wrong, because I really go back and forth about it a lot. And then I realize it's not necessarily a matter of being right or wrong. It's just a matter of perspective. And my perspective on this is that, you know, when when, when she says this, you know, you'll never be, dis- if you never expect anything from anyone, you will never be disappointed. And while I can see, see how that is valid. I genuinely believe that so much of our turmoil and our conflict as a society and just the overall high key levels of misanthropy we're seeing or just the degradation of society in general comes from this lack of a collective sense of unity, what we owe one another, this shared sense of humanity, kindness, love, These things that we're supposed to, I genuinely feel that bring us close together as a society and bind us to one another, we can't even agree on whether people owe one another a basic level of respect as fellow human beings. Some people will say, you owe people respect because they're humans, period. Other people will be like, nah, respect ain't earned, it's given. Or sorry, 
Yeah, respect ain't given, it's earned. And so you can't even, you don't, we, I feel like we fight over everything nowadays and the social media spaces are the loudest, the echo chambers are the loudest, the loudest voices are the loudest. So I'm sure the majority of normal human beings or everyday human beings probably feel one way or the other, but you know, it just feels like we can't agree on certain things. And when I think about what my sister says, I can, I, she's not the only one who says this. I've heard people say it a lot. A part of me thinks it's so sad. And because I have my own expectations that I hold myself to, but I also have expectations that I hold other people to. And I find myself, well, in the past, and that's what I kind of want to talk about, kind of want to talk about today, because in the past I would find myself so disappointed by people. But when I became old enough and just not even necessarily old enough, but I, when I had the just growth, the emotional growth, the emotional maturity to understand boundaries, to understand standards, to understand expectations and learn that we treat, we teach people how to treat us. That's when my perspective on this started to shift a little bit. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. The importance of standards, boundaries, expectations, and how we can remove ourselves from feeling disappointed by what we feel people should do and what they shouldn't do. And so while it isn't fair to a certain extent to put our expectations of others, like I said, I very often, I used to, it doesn't happen as much. It only happens as much when somebody shows me a side of their character that I genuinely was not expecting and just came as a shock to me because that's not who they presented themselves to be. And I think I'm a pretty read, a pretty good read of people. So it doesn't happen as often. But very recently, I was talking to a writer before class and she, you know, I just asked her, asked her how her date was going. And she shared with me that she felt blindsided by a coworker and, you know, just really disrespected. And she shared her situation. And I was like, oh my God, are we living in the twilight zone right now? Because I just went through a very similar thing with a coworker. And, you know, it's this, we were both talking about what it made us feel like. And the reason, and we both came to this like place where we were so shocked by it because it was just such a lack of peer-to-peer -peer respect. And it's not necessarily, we would never do that to someone, right? Like that, we said it almost at the same exact time. Like we would never do that to someone. So the fact that it happened to us because of our own boundaries, our own standards, our own expectations, our own pro, uh, level of professionalism, how we conduct ourselves in a work environment because we wouldn't do that to another person we didn't anticipate somebody else doing that to us. And it like, it left us both feeling the type of way. So we both went into class and we had like a, I had a great class as an instructor. She told me that, you know, she had a great class as a writer because I helped her work through those feelings in class. And some of the, you know, some of the class I talked about, because every class I tried to, lead it with intention. There's something that I want people to get out of the class. There's a common thread. There's a common message. And the common thread, the common message of the class was just knowing who you are, what you stand for as an individual. So anyways, we were, you know, we were talking about it and we were so shocked because we would never do that to anyone. So we wouldn't expect people to behave like that. And so this kind kind of comes back to what I want to, it does come back to what I want to say. I, I didn't share the story for no reason. We're getting somewhere, I promise. <laughs> so while we can't, and I say all of that to say, while we can't expect people to behave like us, which will, of course, lead to disappointment sometimes, 
while we can't expect people to behave as we do and we shouldn't because we all come from different backgrounds different life experiences we don't know what someone else is going through to inform their behavior we just don't know so we can't expect people to behave like us but just because we can't expect people to behave like us and have the same boundaries and the same expectations and the same standards it is absolutely fair for us to have boundaries, standards, and expectations of ourselves, and not just of ourselves, but what we will and what we won't tolerate. Because at the end of the day, we teach people how to treat us. And that's what I wanna focus on today, because people will treat you how you allow them. What I mean by this is how, notice somebody, right? We all know this person. Notice how someone will play in your face and they'll push the envelope with you and they'll treat you a certain way and they'll say something to you or talk to you in certain ways, especially in the work environment. Notice how they'll do this to you, but they won't do it to another person. And it's because they themselves, that person that's doing that to you, they themselves know that there is a boundary and expectation or perceived level of acceptability as it pertains to their behaviors and interactions with that other person. So they know that there's a perceived level of what is acceptable and to talk to, to treat, to interact with that other person, but they won't do the same to you. They'll play in your face, but they won't play in that other person's face. And it's because you, we, me, us, we haven't taught that person how to treat us. They behave that way because we permit them to. So it's on us. We absolutely have the ability to create the same boundary and expectations. And while we can't get them to change their behavior, we can get them to understand that you ain't gonna behave like this towards me and treat me like this. And this is why boundaries are so important. I want to emphasize this because they become less about the other person and more about us. What our expectations are, what our standards are, what we will tolerate, what we won't tolerate, because what we permit is what we promote. So people who are, people are free to act whatever way they want. I want to make that very clear. For better or for worse, you cannot control other people. You cannot. And it is a waste of your emotional, mental, and probably physical energy to a certain degree to try and get people to go the way that you want them to go and treat you, uh, think the way you do, act the way you do. We're never going to get to a, a place in a society where we're all going to behave the same way. However... We can get to this place where we can decide what we want in our spaces, what we will what we will allow in our spaces. Because I, I heard this phrase a couple of months ago, and it's like been living rent-free in my mind. What you permit, you promote. If somebody is acting a way that you do not like, but you do nothing to stop it, you just kind of grit your teeth and bear it, and you're like, oh, I don't understand why this person does uh, continues to behave like this. They're, they're behaving like that because you're permitting them to behave like that. You have put no expectations in place, you have put no boundaries in place, and you have no standards in place. Why would they behave differently? 
We absolutely have the right to decide what we are going to tolerate in our spaces, whether we're going to accept it, and ultimately whether it's good for our mental health, and if that's the type of energy we want around us. And I have found lately, and when I say lately, I mean like the past two, three years. <laughs> Again, especially as I've built that emotional maturity, that emotional IQ, the level of emotional intelligence that I have developed in my mindfulness journey, in my meditation journey. I'm so protective of my energy and my peace that once something is off, it's off. I don't need the person to explain it. I don't need a justification of it. I just don't want it around me anymore. And that's when I started to really build boundaries. That's when I started to decide, okay, I don't want this in my circle and I don't have to explain it. I don't have to make excuses for it. These boundaries are for me. And when we often make boundaries, the reason why I want to make it clear that boundaries are for you and not for the other person, they don't have to understand your boundaries. They don't, you don't even have to communicate with them that this is a boundary for you. They do something you don't like and you want to cut them off. That's fine. You don't owe them that level of level of explanation. If you want to explain it to them, that's fine. But I tend to find that people view explanations as open doors. So they continue to kind of move the goalpost and try to get you to justify why you have made this decision for yourself. But if you are making that decision for yourself as far as a boundary, it's not for the other person to understand. Boundaries are not for our personal boundaries are not for other people to understand or accept because they are about us. They are about our mental wellness. They're about protecting our peace, protecting our energy. And you don't need to justify that to anybody. Like I said, when it comes to these boundaries, when it comes to our expectations of what we will permit, what we promote, it becomes less about managing others' behavior, which we cannot control, but more about managing our actions which is so, when you get to this place in life, when you are cognitively aware that you are always in control of your thoughts and your actions and your opinions, how you show up, how you can change the energy in the room, not just adapt to it, but influence it because of who you are as an individual, knowing yourself, knowing and understanding that our actions Knowing that we are in control of them is so powerful. It's so within our control. It is so empowering to realize that, especially in a world where there's so much that feels increasingly outside of our control. When we feel like we are just reacting to the things happening in the news and the world around us. And, and that kind of thinking creates this fear-based scarcity mentality. When you realize there's so much in your control beyond what you can think, you step into this power. You step into this abundance mindset. You step into this mindset of just knowing yourself and being so grounded. And that feeling of being so grounded is so important in this world where it just feels like no one's looking out for anybody. Everyone is just in this for themselves. And people have such little disregard and or such little regard and care for how their imp behavior impacts others. It starts to get to a place where their behavior doesn't impact you because you're like, hey, I've got my boundary. I can control how I can react and you're not going to get to me. And just like just an example of this. I want to give an example of this. 
as I talk about peer-to-peer relationships and professional respect and just, oh my goodness, I could, I could write a book on this. I literally could write a book on this about workplace culture. But um, anyways, there's this coworker I have. He struggles with boundaries. And when I say struggles with boundaries, a certain level of professionalism, things that he does, I find them to be shocking. <laughs> I just, we'll leave it at that. And one of the things he does that he thinks it's completely reasonable and, and appropriate, for example, he will, he's done this about two or three times. It's petered off uh, because again, I built that boundary and I didn't have to verbally communicate with him my boundary. It's in your actions. It's in your inactions, what you do and also what you don't do. So this person thinks it's completely acceptable and reasonable to if they send you an email and if they don't get a response, it's not an excuse me, it's not an emergency by any means, just sends an email asking a question and you don't get back to it within two minutes. This person thinks it's acceptable and professional to call you on Teams multiple times. Call once, you don't pick up. Send multiple messages, you don't respond to them. Call numerous times, reach out to you on your personal cell phone. And while that may be an acceptable means of communication for him. And he doesn't think that type of behavior is unprofessional at all, especially that's just a way of conducting business. In non-emergency situations, for me, that's not gonna work. For Sasha, for baby girl, that, that behavior ain't gonna work. That type of behavior, in my, in my, my personal opinion, is very unprofessional. That is in no means a way in which I would conduct business or encourage anyone to interact with their coworkers and their peers. And I know he wouldn't do this to another coworker or another peer. Maybe he does. I, I can't speak for everybody else, but I can speak for me. So like I said, because that is my, my level of expectation for myself is that that is not professional behavior and that is not behavior that I will accept or tolerate. That is a boundary I draw period. And while I cannot control his behavior, I can control mine and I can control my reaction, which is not reacting and not responding at all. I email him back when I'm able to email him back. I don't return the call on Teams. I don't recall the new, I don't recall the response to the numerous messages. I respond via email. That for me is a boundary, especially if it's in a non-emergency situation that can be answered just via email and you keep it moving. That right there, that lack of reaction or the reaction, whichever way you look at it, that is my own personal boundary for me. And so because this my, and, and this person lacks self-awareness to a certain degree, so I probably, I, I don't think that he reads anything into his behavior, but me responding to that and me immediately jumping to engage in his behavior is a sign that I promote that behavior, that I permit that behavior. And like what I, like I said earlier, what you permit is what you promote and what you promote is exactly what will continue. So he would continue to behave that way if I completely responded to it, but because I ignore it, now I'm training this person how to teach, how to treat me, how to interact with me by building that boundary that's saying, no, this is not gonna work for me. This is the expectation that I have for myself and we're just not gonna do that. So that is just one small example in the workplace. There are so many other, a texting, Texting is a big one for me. Y'all, I'm the world's worst texter, but also it comes as a boundary for me in that we are all 
so connected and we are always on and there's this expectation i was just talking about this like literally just talking about this earlier this week to someone how because of social media there's this expectation that if somebody if somebody sends you a direct message on instagram you have to answer immediately if somebody texts you you have to answer immediately and one of my friends was like oh i see this was a this again this is a boundary that i had to form a couple of years ago one of my friends was like i see you on instagram but you're not responding to my messages. And I'm like, yes, this is my phone and I pay this bill and it has nothing to do with me ignoring you. A boundary that I built into place is that I use social media how I want to use social media and I respond to texts 15 to 30 minutes a day. And once it's done, it's done. I'm not responding to anything anymore. And that's a boundary that I have to build for myself to be very mindful of A, how I'm using screen time, B, if I'm making the most of my time, and C, just for me. Because I'm giving out, I don't think people understand, and this is just like a caveat, I don't think people understand the levels of energy exchange that's required to keep up a texting conversation, right? When you post something on social media, it's a one-way exchange of energy. You're posting it, and then you go. When you're texting someone or on the phone with someone, there's a two-way exchange. There's a back and forth required, and you may not be able in that moment to give the energy that is required or you not even may may not be able to you may not want to and that's okay too I think it's totally fair and acceptable to say I don't feel like talking and I think that we need to be more mindful of that that we do not have access to people 24 7 and we're not entitled to have access to people 24 7 so that's just another boundary that I had to build and like talking about my coworker was just making me think about like that situation as well. But um, yeah, so this whole, as it pertains to expectations, if you never expect anything from people, you won't be disappointed. I don't, I'm still on the fence about that. I don't agree. I don't disagree. I just think it comes down to boundaries and our own standards and our own levels of expectations. And so while I do think it's, I, I, I absolutely think it is a sad state of affairs that we cannot, just as a society, come to a basic agreement on basic levels of expectations and respect we should show one another, we owe one another. I don't believe, I genuinely do not believe that lowered expectations to curb disappointment is a solution. I'm sorry. I just, I just... I cannot get on board with that. I can see the perspective. I literally, just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I can't see it. That's something that I used to like get in arguments with uh, Snowbay about and my mom to a certain extent. Um, you know, just because you don't agree with someone's viewpoint doesn't mean you under, you don't, un, you don't not understand it. Wow, words are hard. And like, it's funny because my mom all the time when, when I was growing up and I was younger, we would argue, well, she, we, there's no night arguing in a Nigerian household. She would share her opinion and I would listen to it. And if she felt like I didn't agree with her opinion and she would ask me and I had the audacity to be like, well, no, I don't agree. She'd be like, you don't understand me. And I'm like, no, I understand. I just don't agree. And like being, being raised in that kind of environment, it seeped into my marriage where now as an adult, when I'm arguing, when I, well, I'm better again, growth, emotional maturity. When we were dating though, at the beginning, when I would feel like he wasn't agreeing with me. He just didn't understand me. He'd have to be like, no, I understand you. I just don't agree. So anyways, 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 I can see the viewpoint of if you don't expect anything from anyone, you'll never be disappointed. I can expect that. I can see and understand that perspective. I just don't agree with it. I go back and forth on it, to be perfectly honest. I mostly don't agree with it today. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Gemini. 
But whether I agree with it, whether I don't agree with it, let me know if you agree with it or don't agree with it. But overall, the one thing we can do, the only thing we can control is ourselves, our thoughts, our behavior, our energy, how we show up and hope for the best. And that comes with building boundaries, standards, and expectations for ourselves. And I feel like more importantly, when you build those for yourself and work on your discernment, genuinely, you're not going to feel disappointed by people because you'll have a good read on people and you'll have a good read on the situation. And certain things that occur around you, they just will not impact you because you have treat you have taught people how to treat you and so you're not impacted by their behaviors by certain behaviors to a certain degree and when they are when you are that's when you build that boundary and boundaries are hard they are absolutely hard i'm not sitting here saying i've had the easiest journey and building boundaries are so easy they're not easy but they are always absolutely worth it so that's what I got for you today. Let me know what your thoughts are. You can drop me a voice note here on Anchor FM or you can send me a DM on Instagram that I will try my best to get to within two to seven days. <laughs> I told y'all, I got those are my boundaries around social media. I got firm boundaries around social media and I feel like because I have those boundaries, it hasn't really negatively impacted my experience with social media. I generally have very positive in interactions and experiences on social media. And I think it's because of how I use it. And yeah, let me know what you think though. I now I want to have a conversation with my sister about this because I wonder if her perspective has changed at all, you know, with being a mom now, my niece is 10 months old. Um, <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe being a mom has changed her opinion. She got married. Maybe, you know, being a wife has changed her opinion. I don't know. But let me know what you think about it. And again, reach out to me on Instagram. Leave me a voice note on Anchor FM. And until next time, peace out.